0: Hi there, dear listener. Lazlo here with a quick pre-roll message for you. Before we get started, I want to let you know there are all kinds of convenient ways for you to support my efforts to bring you all these podcast shows on Chinese history, Chinese sayings, and tea history. If you go to my website at teacup.media and click the support button at the top, you'll find a bunch of ways to show some appreciation. There's Patreon, where you can get early access to new episodes, exclusive content, and an invite to the Teacup Media Discord channel, and more. CHP Premium, that also has early access, exclusive episodes, and ad-free versions of the entire CHP back catalog. Plus, there's several other ways to donate to the show as well. Check the episode show notes for a link to that very page. And my deepest thanks for listening and supporting me and my humble efforts. Welcome back, everyone, especially all of you who kept bugging me to revive this old show from 2016-2017 that only ran for three seasons, 30 episodes, and then pod faded away on the thin ice of a new day. Well, by popular demand, we're back. And to kick the new season off, here is one of the great ones from the Cheng Yu Pantheon, a mainstay that never fails to make it to the table of contents of any halfway decent Chinese idioms book. To draw legs on a snake, hua shee This one has a few good uses, and I always recommend it to people to keep this one packed away in their utility belt, because on the street, this one, when used properly, really drives the point home. Hua shee Let's look at these four characters. Tu hua is to draw. It's also a noun for a drawing, painting, or picture. A she is a snake. Tian means to add or increase. And zu means your foot or leg, among other definitions. To draw a snake, add legs. Eh, This is one of those Chinese idioms that you could sort of guess which way it's going. But honestly, not unless you pulled your copy of the Guo Ce* or Strategies from the Warring States off your shelf. There's a better than good chance you won't know for sure what's up with these characters. This book was the famous chronicle of those years during the Eastern Zhou Dynasty when, one by one, the remaining warring states all fell victim to each other on the battlefield until there was only one single badass left standing. And that, of course, was King Ying Zheng of Qin, who went on to found China's first imperial dynasty in 221 BCE. And in doing so, went down in history as China's first emperor. And the Chu Chu, or source of this tale, comes from the chapter of the Strategies from the Warring States entitled Qi Tzu Er, and it goes sort of like this. Down in the state of Chu, where Hubei and Hunan are both located in our day, there was this master or benefactor of this temple who paid a visit one day to honor and worship his ancestors. He brought a vessel of wine with him and made an offering to his forefathers up on the altar. But after pouring a few cups of wine and placing them on the altar, there was still a little wine left over. So there were three guys standing around, eh, temple custodians or guards of sort. And he turned to them and handed the vessel of leftover wine to one of them and said, hey, eh, there's still a little remaining. Take it. It's yours. And he walked out of the temple. So these three fellows, they're looking at this wine vessel or flagon, and they're all thinking the same thing. Hmm, there's only enough in there for one of them to enjoy. So after all concurring, there wasn't enough wine left to share amongst them. One of them says they should hold a contest. And the winner of the competition takes all. They get the wine. So after a moment of consideration, they were all amenable to this proposal. The one who suggested it said, Let's all see who can draw a snake on the ground here. And the fastest among us, who first completes their drawing, wins. The ground was a kind of sand or dirt or crushed stone. Something that you could... Take a stick and scratch out some simple drawing. So they all broke off a small branch from one of the temple trees, and together they got ready to commence the race. Fastest one to complete the drawing of the snake on the ground got the wine. Eh, seems simple enough. So they declared the start of the race, and they all began scratching that ground surface with their sticks and, as artistically as possible, tried to draw a snake. Now one of them finished first. And rather than declare himself the winner, he saw the other two would-be artists were still hard at work drawing their snakes. So knowing that this contest was in the bag, he grasped the wine flagon in his left hand, and with his right hand, he decided to show off a little and add an additional artistic flourish to his already completed drawing. And he continued by drawing legs on his snake. And just as he was starting to draw the fourth leg onto his snake... One of the other two finished his snake drawing, and at once he snatched the wine flagon from the other guy's left hand and gulped down that one single serving of vino. And as he wiped his mouth, he began berating the other guy, who, you know, seemed shocked at losing. And he asked the guy, who in the heck draws legs on a snake? Snakes don't have legs. What were you thinking? And all this, this man could do was, you know, bow his head in defeat, knowing He had fumbled the ball on the one-yard line, so to speak. So the moral to the story, the point made by the author who wrote this in the zhan the Strategies from the Warring States, was that this temple custodian, by continuing to draw on an already seemingly perfect work of art, created something redundant and useless that, in a way, took away from the otherwise already quite sufficient piece of artwork that he had drawn. This man hua she, he drew a snake, and then he tian zu, added legs. Perhaps you've recognized this in your life, how something already perfect, or at least very good, is ruined by someone trying to touch it up or add some extra finishing touch. In the process of going beyond the main point, some people will inadvertently, in their attempt to sweeten up their work, produce Unnecessary extra stuff that ends up diminishing the point. By insisting to add a finishing touch, it ends up distracting someone beholding it. Whether it's some literary work, or a work of art, an architectural design, a costume, or lovely ensemble, or even a special meal you cooked up. Sometimes when you or someone hua a tianzu adds legs to a snake, well, you did something that afterwards was not only unnecessary or redundant. In the end, it completely took away from the main point you tried to make. Maybe you've looked at some architectural wonder, some new building in your city, if you live in the city, and there's some whatever, a sign or lighting or some adornment and what was otherwise a beauty to behold. Now it had this extra touch that well, you can't take your eyes off of it in a bad way, and you can't appreciate the building in a way you might have had these legs not been drawn onto this snake. The intended outcome is diminished to one degree or another. Now, the opposite of this chengyu, or Chinese idiom, is another famous one. It goes hua long dian Jing. Someone hua or draws a long, a dragon, and Tianjing Jing adds pupils to the dragon's eyes. And just by adding this finishing touch, they completely bring this artistic endeavor to life, as opposed to adding legs to a snake, which takes away from what the intended outcome was supposed to be. And in the case of Hua Long Tianjing, Jing, dotting an eye on the dragon turns good into great. In a literary example, this finishing touch ends up being the one crucial point that ties the entire story together. Same thing with music, those extra notes added at the end. So, hua shee tianzu, or hua long dian Jing, adding legs to a snake or dotting the dragon's eye, well, make sure you end up with the latter and not the former. Sometimes, leaving well enough alone is the wise choice. Okay, that is going to be it for this one. There's thousands and thousands more out there that I will sift through for you and present to you next time. Hey, if you have any favorites that haven't been covered yet, shoot me a line at laslo at teacup.media. If you didn't have a pen, just go to my website at teacup.media and you'll find me. And I'll add it to the list of Chung Yu. You can support me in my efforts to present all these podcast shows on Chinese history, tea history, and these Chinese sayings, and and whatever else I managed to come up with. Go to Patreon.com. Your kind support will help me keep this marble boat afloat for the weeks and years to come. This here's Laszlo Montgomery signing off from Los Angeles, California. I share a recording studio with the uh, China History and Tea History podcast guy. Oh, humble narrator if I ever saw one. Okay, I don't want to hua shu by yammering on any longer. Come back next time, won't you? For another interesting and useful cheng yu here at the Chinese Sayings Podcast.